This is why small business matters from Northumbria University, supporting small businesses with the Help to Grow Management Programme. Welcome to this episode of Why Small Business Matters. My name is Sarah Stevenson, and I'm part of the team at Northumbria University, spending the last decade working with hundreds of SMEs, listening to their experiences, helping them to overcome their challenges, and celebrating success. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Williams and Toby Bridges. I think a lot of the great ideas are born in small business. They're born in startups, they're born in spin-outs. They are the engine of the Northeast. I really believe that. And like Toby said, we, you know, we're fortunate to have some, some really big players. Just Williams is a sales solution business offering a wide range of sales, research, strategy and networking advice to business. Jessica has also this year launched a sales academy with the aim of professionalising the sales industry. Toby's firm, NBT, is a family-run business established in 1908 by Toby's ancestors who migrated to Newcastle from the Netherlands. They set up an electrical supply company for the city's tram network and over the years have developed the business whose core mission now is to revolutionise supply chain management by delivering fully automated industry 4.0 solutions. Jessica and Toby share several things in common, which we'll come on to later, but they are also a couple, so it'll be interesting to hear whether they discuss business at home or whether they leave it at the door. Jessica and Toby, welcome to Why Small Business Matters. Thank you for having us. Let's start with Jessica. Um, why did you think it was important to launch an online training academy? I think that the market's changed significantly in the last few years and, and we'd actually already launched Just William Sales Academy as a sub-brand of the main business around about two years ago and in that time frame we've trained over 2,000 people. Um, obviously the last two years have been remarkably challenging for that market. Um, there's been a real transition to online training um, and, and there's a lot of organisations um, that wanted that support. Now, um, I'm, I was a startup business. I'm, I'm now a startup business again. I think to be to be fair, we're probably all startup businesses to some extent in in the current market. Um, and and what what was really evident was that a lot of organisations are looking to diversify. They're looking to grow. But for a startup, it's very very challenging to get to that next step. And so what I wanted to do was provide an online platform that was accessible for organisations to be able to access access training for themselves as small business owners to help grow their business. Um, and that's why we launched the online platform. Great. Well, we'll talk a bit, a little bit more about that later on. Um, but Toby, can you just tell us how your company has developed and explain in lay terms what 4.0 means? Uh, yeah, so um, my business is 113-year-old family business, so slightly older than Jess's company. Um, I'm fourth generation. We are a supply chain management company, so we manage industrial plants. We manage everything that they buy. Um, my iteration of the business has led us to using uh, automated technologies to manage those supply chains. So whether that's point of use spending technologies or walk-in, walk-out stores, it's all about automating the process behind the acquisition of products. Um, and the, 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 where we're taking the business to now is then taking that software that we have that manages those supply chains and tying it into other um, other parts of the factory so tying it into its predictive maintenance perhaps um, so that we can gather more data so that we can uh, order order product more accurately and also ultimately uh, allow um, humans the human piece to get on and do more value adding tasks rather than doing the day-to-day -day mundane so it's all about reducing operating efficiency so 
industry for is exactly that. It's, it's, it's gathering more data, analysing more data and, 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 and allowing you to make better decisions based on it. And, and I think probably the one thing that I notice talking to you both is you both emphasise the importance of people and culture within your business um, and allowing collaboration and creativity. So I just wondered if you could both perhaps tell me a little bit about how you enhance that within your business and why that's important to you um yeah you know from a from a sales and marketing perspective it's really fundamental people are really fundamental um and the culture that, that we've got at just williams um is is hugely hugely critical to to our success um i think i mentioned earlier you know we're we're very early on the journey into looking at becoming a b corp which is very exciting in regards to where we where we move the company forward. And, and my ambition has always been about professionalizing the, the sales industry as a whole. Um, and, you know, finding and retaining salespeople is remarkably challenging across the UK. I think every sector feels that. So really investing in my team, investing in my people um, is really, really important. And communities are a huge part for us as well. So we've we've raised a significant amount of, of money over the last five years, six years for our charity partners. Our, we've got charity partners every year. We have team training on a um, bi-weekly basis. Um, you know, my, my people are really the most important thing to my business, um, and 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 we invest in that heavily. And you know, for the growth plans that we've got moving forward, that's instrumental. Um, recruitment is a remarkably challenging um, aspect for every business at the moment. So uh, we're partnering with a number of providers locally to support our future. Uh, talent acquisition, um, but also ensuring that we're investing in our people to retain them moving forward. And what does that mean in terms of, um, you know, where you go for talent now? Do you go direct to universities, to use recruitment businesses? How do you how do you find the people you need? We we, we, have to, we, we look at a mixture, Sarah, as I think, you know, um, Toby does as well. I think it's really important that you, you diversify that option and that, you you, you know, you, you mitigate that risk to a certain extent. So we are we partner with a number of organisations to support that growth, but we also really uh, encourage internal progression within the organization ours has ch i think it's changed over the years i mean once upon a time we probably would have put an advert in the in the newspaper and now we use all sorts of different ways of um, accessing people the reason i'm sitting in a car today is because we've just finished an innovate uk project alongside northumbria university tied into the automotive sector in the northeast and uh, i've just been to a meeting around that and so it's it's how do you go meet good people how do you find good people um, you know, how do we work with the university to bring people through? We have a, a PhD, PhD student working with us at the moment. Um, and, you know, and, and it's not about the two or three year project they will do with us. It's about whether they will stay with us moving forward. So I think there's, there's all sorts of different ways of looking at it. But I think going back to your original question, in any business, there's, there's nothing more important than people. There's, I always say, and if I'm mentoring, it's, it's always about cash and it's always about people. Um, and we have to look after our people. And I think, you know, and, and as I was describing our business before, when we're talking about automation, it is about automating people's jobs. So therefore, how do we create the right mindset to move people forward and, and look at what the what what tomorrow's jobs are going to look like so that they're not left behind? And that becomes a critical thing as well. So again, working with, with a research partner or a partner like uh, Northumbria University that helps us, uh, that helps us with, with that movement forward. Um, you know, I, I sit on the left growth board as well, and, and, and we talk about more and better jobs in, in the northeast. Um, but we have to understand what those better jobs are and what are they going to be tomorrow. So there's all sorts of different ways of, of, of looking at that now, I think, Sarah, and, and skinning that cat. And I think, you know, from a, from a Tees Valley perspective, and I sit on the Tees Valley Combined Authority, um, 
business and, and engagement perspective as well, because I think we've got to bridge those gaps between um, businesses and, and, and the academic world. I think that's really, really important is I know where, where I'm, uh, you know, moving my business forward, as does Toby, you know, and I know I've got a skills gap there. I know I've got a skills shortage. And I think it's really, really important that we work with um, the, the, the universities in our region to very much help support that um, and provide those opportunities um, to, to move that forward. We absolutely have a skill short. That's a real yeah. concern. Across the northeast, in fact, across the UK, across a, a multitude of sectors, and it really is quite significant and growing. Um, you know, and, and I think that's across, as I say, every single skill set to a certain extent. You've just described, you know, the importance of uh, your staff and and recruitment and and um, fundamentally where you might uh, look for people to join your organisation. I just want to go back to the organisations themselves and whether you could just describe your company structures because I know you've described working in squads uh, and I just wondered whether that meant that perhaps you're, you have a less traditional hierarchy in, in your organisations than, than many SMEs in the region. Yeah, we, um, we just took view on, on, on how, I, you know, how we wanted to run the business, how we want people to be involved. And, and at the end of the day, I, I'd always say that at any point in time, anyone is the chief executive. Um, and therefore, you've, it's, it's about trying to give people the ability and the knowledge and the confidence to make the decision there and then. So we looked at our our business, which was, you know, we're, we're only a small company. There's only 35 or 36 of us. So we're not a big company. But it's and we're, uh, and we're managing client sites for people, and those sites need various services. So we'll have supply chain service, we'll have a fulfillment service, we'll have a technology service, and we'll have people out of each of those verticals working for the clients. So ultimately, we will have a fulfillment person sitting on a site at Unipress, let's say, who is who reports into the fulfillment um, boss, but also reports to the um, to the person who's leading the team at Unipress. So therefore, it's a, it's a matrix. So we talk about squads and tribes, and um, the the squad is the team that leads the clients. The tribe is the is is the vertical. So the old division in old corporate speak, um, and it just allows us allows us to let them work autonomously uh, within a purpose and within a set of uh, within it with within the uh, the KPIs that they have for that client. Um, so that's that's why we set up that matrix. We, you know, I'd like to say that we created it ourselves. We didn't. We stole it from um, from Skyscanner because they. Uh, I, I spoke to them, and that's how they were doing it. And they ultimately took it from Spotify. So it's it it, it it's just trying to create a more networked way of working, so that people can run autonomously um, and make decisions there and then. And then we can switch people in and out of those uh, tribes or squads as as needed. And Jessica, what about your business? So obviously my business is quite different to Toby's. We're we're much smaller, um, but you know in terms of the structure that we have, um, I think again promoting you know that that autonomous approach really and ensuring that um, you know the 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 that equality exists throughout the team. Um, is that you know that feedback's relevant? Is that you know we've got I've got people from a really diverse range of experiences and that how that how that impacts the business on a regular basis is is is, is strong um, we very much have that that team mentality um, and as, as I've previously said as well encourage that kind of internal promotion so we don't have the same structure in terms of Toby um, Toby's business but we certainly as I say look at and, and as we look to grow as an organization we'll look at 
um, a relatively similar model um, that's proven and, and, and that works and, and, and implement that in the next uh, in the next probably six months or so. Brilliant. I'd like to move on to values. Um, it's something we touch on uh, at Northumbria when we're, we're teaching on the Help to Grow Management Programme. Um, I'd like to explore some of the values that perhaps are inherent within your individual businesses. I know, um, Toby, at MBT, you describe family, ambition, curiosity and innovation. How does that actually work in practice within the, within the business? Family is obviously a, a key one because it's about making sure the team's together and that we work together. Um, obviously, family, because we're a family business. And, and, and like I said before, we have been for 100 and, 112, 113 years now. Um, one of the things we most want out of our team is to yeah to, to to do a job for our clients and for our suppliers but it's 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 looking at how we do things differently you know so we we encourage them to be curious about the world you know we we try to train as much as possible um but it's just about yeah looking out outside of the walls of the walls that we've created today and saying well could we do this differently you know we've we've done that you know the reason we're over 100 years old is because we've innovated. So obviously innovation is a core part of that curiosity. It's, it's what comes from it. Um, and it's, you know, the only way you, you, I think the only way you can survive in business and, um, and, and, and be able to move forward on in the long term is to, is to look at things differently and just and to be different. We have to be different every day. We have to provide different services, different ways of working. And I think we've sort of started to prove that. Um, and so there, so that value piece is really key when you you know, when, when, we're, when we're working with the team every minute of the day, really, but when you're looking for new people out there and you can see at times where, you know, where we will, you know, we've brought too many into the business and it hasn't quite worked. It's usually because they don't meet one of those values because that's what we're living to. Um, and so it's, it's you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It's, it's a difficult thing to do, but it is about how do you just keep people in, the, in those in those in those in those key areas and, and, um, and, and utilize them to the best of your ability. And I think with values, it's something that larger organisations uh, market themselves on. But I, I'm I'm not sure whether many SMEs do. And and I just wondered whether you think it's important that business should perhaps look at their own values. Yeah, well, yeah, from my point of view, yes, they should. I I think everyone dwells on their values. You don't have to write them down to have values. You know, you, you, you'll have a value in the way you go to work and what you want to be. And you you'll either you know the the, the reason that. I, I see situations that we've had in our business over time where uh, you know somebody hasn't worked out is because there's a it's because there's a value mismatch and that's between me and them or them and me and 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 you don't have to write that down. So when when you say you know big corporate looks after the values and it's all written down and it's all very clear and precise, I think I think that's one thing. But I think every business has a set of values and if you don't if you if you haven't got people working around you with the same ethos at the very start and particularly in a small business and a, you know i i do have some a couple of other businesses that i that yeah that i work with we, we've broken our businesses up into in, into smaller businesses in essence and and uh, you know if you get that wrong at, at, at start of phase you are destined to failure so you've got to have people around you who have similar outlook similar value similar ethos it's, otherwise it's just not going to work i see jessica nodding there how does how does that impact on your business jessica because you you talk about brilliant basics magic touches in your business i love that yeah no we, we do and and again so probably similar to toby i think we're, we're both very open-minded and, and and very keen to learn and, and actually um brilliant basics magic touches is not one of my um phrases which i'm sad to say but um a lady called linda moyer who was richard branson's right-hand woman and um, her her catchphrase, her very her philosophy in life is about brilliant basics, magic touches, and that's absolutely the ethos of, of my business. 
and um, you know and, and what that in essence means is that you um add value at every single point of that relationship in a commercially viable way so it's about doing what you say you're going to do and doing it really really well but adding that value at every stage and you know i think just um further on from from toby's points in regards to values values have to be lived and breathed in the organization they can't just be on paper and therefore you know uh, a statement that we should all adhere to it's about actually how do they how are they implemented down in your business how are they evidenced um and and they have to be so so important and there's a lot of discussions recently and and well for, for a long time but i think it's been brought to the forefront of a lot of people's minds is around purpose you know what what is the purpose of the organization what are you trying to achieve why are you trying to achieve it um you know and, and i think that's led a lot of organizations to look at their values to look at what's important to them uh, and look at the way that they recruit the way that they that they engage in their supply chain the way that they engage with all of their stakeholders um, and shareholders you know purpose um, and the values are, have got to be more than just words they've got to be there and for us bbmt is a fundamental part of that but as is relationships with integrity being authentic and transparent ambitious and passionate and resilient and respectful there are values and they have been for a long time and we reassess those on a regular basis but um all of our assessments on performance is based on values, is based on behaviour, which I think is really, really important. You're listening to Why Small Business Matters. Find out how Northumbria University can help your business thrive through the Help to Grow Management Programme, delivered by leading small business and enterprise experts from Northumbria University with the support of leading figures from industry and experienced entrepreneurs. The programme supports senior managers of small and medium-sized businesses to boost their business's performance, resilience and long-term growth. The 12-week programme is 90% funded by the government and the fee payable by participants is £750 and has been designed to allow participants to complete it alongside full-time work. The in-depth, high-quality curriculum supports you to build your capabilities in leadership, innovation, digital adoption, employee engagement, marketing, responsible business and financial financial management. By the end of the program, you'll develop a business growth plan to help you lead your business to realize its potential. To find out more about the program, the modules, eligibility and fees and delivery dates, go to northumbria.ac.uk slash help to grow. You're listening to Why Small Business Matters. My name is Sarah Stevenson and today I'm talking to Jessica Williams and Toby Bridges. Just wondered, I mean, both of you sit on a number of boards and you're involved in um, networks and so on. And I just wondered how you think that helps you as leaders by being involved in other businesses and perhaps supporting. I mean, Jessica, you mentioned charities and um, just being involved in networks. How does that help you as a leader within your own business? It's vastly important. You know, Toby and I obviously, you know, both employ people locally. We're both based in the region. You know, we're really passionate about the region. Um, and for me, that's very much around uh, giving back as well um, and really having a, you know, an instrumental part of that. Um, so for me, you know, I've been involved in in, in the region's organisations and charities for a long time. I'm really, really proud of that. I've sat on quite a few boards over, over the years. Um, I set up Young Enterprise in Tees Valley um, and chaired that and pulled the board together for three years which was amazing you know really really passionate about young people and 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 um, inspiring them to potentially go up and set their own business um as is Toby and Toby was involved in that as well um you know and, and I think it, it's about you know we 
think sometimes we complain about certain things and we, you know, we get frustrated about certain things, but unless you're going to do something to change that, then I don't think you're, you're in a position to, 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 you know, to complain. So, you know, I know from my perspective, the boards I sit on are, you know, one of them is, as I say, is to try and provide that link between education and businesses. So I can't complain that I can't find the right staff that aren't coming through through the, the system if I'm not supporting that. Um, you know, and the, another one's have come from a funding perspective. Um, and I'm also involved in quite a lot of other bits and bobs. Um, and um, yeah, I just think the charity partners that we've got for, you know, we have different charity partners every year, um, is a, a charity partners that are close to 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 our, my, my team choose the charity partners, not me as well. Um, so, you know, they're close to their hearts and it gives us a kind of a, a, a common purpose to be able to support those local organisations and make sure the money stays locally and we can support that. And, and that's the same through my position with, with Darlington Building Society as a non-exec as well. I, I just have to say, I'm obviously not as famous or uh, as as uh, connected as Jessica is across the region. I just have one or two little other interests. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, but I, I think in answer to your question, I think you know, I think it's really important to be to be involved. I mean, as as I think, I think family businesses across the UK and probably across the world are often big supporters of the local economy, and um, and I think it's a really important um, factor. Um, there's a number of major family foundations in the northeast who support all sorts of things and and, and we do it and, and and so we've always had that mentality i think we've always we all you know and we do it in a very small way so i founded a theater about three or four years ago um because i really truly believe that people should have a day-to-day -day access to the arts um i think uh arts provision in schools is being reduced i think that's a a bad thing for the next 10 years when what we need is more creative thinkers and creative thinking comes out of the arts and culture and if that's not being <clears throat> delivered in schools um where can it be delivered so that's 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 why i got involved in that and how do we get young people uh more motivated and driven and all of that and but and running that sort of organization where i run as a an unpaid chair um with unpaid trustees is an entirely different skill set in terms of managing and i've got a brilliant board and they're really good and and, and then we've got a whole paid team underneath that and 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 uh, and and but it's just it's just different and the product we deliver is different um it's been an incredibly challenging 18 months as you can imagine running a theater business uh being told you have to close um but i think it, it, it you gain a lot as an individual in how 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 you work through that and then yeah and then seeing lots of you know disadvantaged people whether young or old coming coming into our space and being able to access it and hopefully being a little bit better and making a little bit of a difference in our corner of the world is it's really a, you know it's good for the soul but it, it's important that we and others like us like Jess are, are doing as much as we possibly can because the government can only go so far you know so i think we we all have to be doing that um, and and then working on other boards like the LEP or wherever it might be, it's about, yeah, it's like Jess says, you, you know, you, 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 we can complain about anything all the time, but there's not enough people in the right skill sets, but you've got to get out there and talk to people. And that's a good way of connecting in with the universities in the region and such and the colleges and, and even just, you know, and just being able to say what you think and, and let them hear it direct from, from an employer, you know, particularly SME employers, you know, who maybe his voice isn't as loud. That's a great thing too. So I think it's really important that, and everyone should do is, you know, certainly leaders of businesses should be involved in other things. They should, and just add into that point as well. I think you know that diversity of thought is so important. Um, you know, the information and the market information that we share and that we support each other in from different sectors is, you know, is 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 vastly important. 
Um, and I think, as I, as I say, I, I feel like I really have a have a duty to be able to support as much as I possibly can. Um, and I think, you know, you're learning from others that are in different sectors and different stages of their, of their businesses and, and operating very different markets is, is, is really interesting. But also, I think it's really valuable to share that. And just on that note, I mean, you've both mentioned they're supporting other people. And I just wondered where you both turn for advice. Do you use each other as a sounding board or do you have a mentor? Uh, I think we talk about business an awful lot, probably too much, if, if I'm honest. I, uh... I mean, I just answered this myself, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've had a mentor, um, and various mentors over the years. It's, it's an incredibly important thing. I also mentor back the other way, which is also incredibly important. Um, I think I was saying the other day, Sarah, you know, I don't like the term mentor and mentee. I think it's a two-way relationship where you talk and you support and you have a conversation because. Uh, I have learned in in my mentoring relationships and being mentored. I've learned as much both ways. I've learned as much from the mentee as I have from the mentor, um, and I think that's an incredibly important thing <clears throat> that people should do. And you know, but in terms of Jess and I, yeah, we 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 do when 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 she's had a bad day, I've had a bad day. They're there, and and the nice thing is she understands. She understands the challenges I'm going through. Um, I think we probably argue that we we should probably shut up a bit more and listen you know we've always got great advice to give haven't we jess and uh and I, but I, but I, but it's it, yeah i think i mean it, it does help there's no two ways about it that somebody that understands the mindset that you've gotten the challenge the challenges that you may well have so yeah i hope you agree with that jess <laughs> no i do I, I think i totally concur with everything you said and and you know i i i've had mentors i have mentors and um, you know massive believer in that uh, I also mentor as well the Girls Network, one of our charity partners. I've 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 mentored um, you know, a range of people and continue to mentor. I think it's really really important. Um, I suppose from you know, I, as I say, I think Toby and I are very open to learning and to to listening to others' perspective, which I think really is is vastly important when you're running a business. Is that you know you don't become insular in terms of your mindset that you are open. Um, and I think you know whilst Toby and I have very different businesses, we have um some similar pressures. Um, and you know having that support for me in, in terms of Toby understanding the pressure that I'm under and the pressure that it takes to you know and and the perseverance and the resilience and the determination and the drive and you know the ship um, you know just single-mindedness at times to run a business that it takes you know and, 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 and Toby understands that and so you know that is that's a really big support I think to be fair I think we've got the balance relatively okay we were away at the weekend and we didn't really talk about work too much um but I think the important thing is is that we both acknowledge that you know we're, we're there um to support each other and you know we all have bad days we all have good days I think Toby's absolutely right both of us are kind of solution providers so we like to try and fix stuff um and uh, when we're both like that yeah I think sometimes we can both probably listen more but it works it works oh podcast is called Why Small Business Matters and I'd just like to ask you both why you think it's important to shout out about what's going on with small business in the northeast. I, it's, well, it's incredibly important to a huge percentage of the of, of the economy is a uh, small business um, and I, th I think a lot of the great ideas are born in small business they're born in startups they're born in spin outs um, and giving companies or, or the people the leaders the founders uh, the chance to move on and grow those businesses is incredibly important. You know, it's 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 where it's where exciting economies happen. It, you know, it's incredibly important. I'm sitting outside Nissan at the moment, so it's incredibly important to have those large OEMs. 
you know, the the the, the, the Nissans, the the Glaxo Smith Kleins in the region. Um, but it's important that we nurture and encourage people to think differently. And I think that's where that's what happens in small business. And I think you know, and it it it's an entirely different. I think it's probably a different, entirely different work environment as well. I've never worked in in a, in a big in a large company, so I can't comment on it. But I've worked with many. Um, you know, so I, th- I think it's yeah, and, and allowing somebody to start a business and then gain gain a mentor, help them understand where to go, push it on, employ people, create something new has only it's only ever going to create a vibrant region, and that's what we need. And the northeast is a vibrant region, you know. Uh, that that's so yeah. So it's incredibly important that we support and that the LEP uh, supports those aims, both LEPs in the northeast, uh, uh, and then the government behind that. Uh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I, you know, if, if you look at the percentages in terms of um, small businesses within the northeast, it's a vast, vast, vast proportion. Um, you know, they, they are the engine of the northeast. I really believe that. And like Toby said, we, you know, we're fortunate to have some some really big players um, in the northeast, but that, that that supply chain that that, that supports those. Um, I think we are a very entrepreneurial um, economy. Uh, I think we've got some incredible small businesses um, and I think small businesses play such an important part in terms of supporting the northeast economy and driving us forward. Um, I think, you know, we are blessed in the northeast. And when I say the northeast, I mean the northeast Antilles Valley. Um, and, you know, we are blessed in terms of that. I think there needs to be some more support for startups. Um, I do. I think there's an awful lot of pressure for startups to scale. And to, sometimes that's in an unsustainable way. Um, and I think we need to be very mindful of that. I think it's very important that people understand the difference between growth and scale. Absolutely. And why would you want to? And where do you want to be in five years? It's all those questions, isn't it? It's um, got to be about sustainability. And some and, and somehow there needs to be some mechanism that helps people understand all that, which there is. I mean, there are there now, but it just needs to be wider spread and, and probably more accessible and e- easier easier found. It does, and I think one of the you know one of the things that I always say about our region as a, as a full as a, as a full region is you know we are superb in the way that you know we have great ideas and we diversify and we want to bring things to the market, but what we're appalling at is collaboration, is bringing that together, and I think small business owners could work much better and more effectively and cohesively um, together. But small businesses are the lifeblood, you know, of the of the UK economy and certainly the northeast economy, and we should do everything we can to support them. And I just wondered where you if if I were a small business and I wanted to grow, where should I go? I mean, I think that's some of the things I hear a lot from business who come to the university is I'm not quite sure where to turn. You know, who do I talk to about growing my business? Where do I turn to for investment? Yeah, it is is a good question. The thing is, there's probably lots of opportunities to do that. There's, you know, uh, the the lab would say, well, you should go to the growth hub. Um, So when I talk about the the northeast left that say go to the growth hub um which will give you access to a whole range of resources the problem is there's probably thousands of resources so where do you start and that was my comment earlier in regards to that's what i mean i think we're brilliant at doing lots of initiatives but we need that central function and tees valley have got the tees valley business hub like the northeast left have but we need to centralize it in in essence i think yeah it it needs to be more transparent and as i'm saying more easily found yeah I think you know, and and as I said, we both sit on boards which oversee that, and 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 I think it's got better over the years. But it's you know, if you're saying you can't find somewhere, Sarah, then that says it's not working, doesn't it? So, um, I I think the the other thing is as well. There's some great there's some great institutions out there you can join, whether that's the Entrepreneurs Forum or the Chamber of Commerce or the Northeast Automotive Alliance. If you're in that sector, 
they're all useful places to start. The best thing to do is to join one of those organizations and meet people. You know, there's no point joining an organization and not being a part. One of the, when I, when I took over from dad, uh, as, uh, MD of MBT, um, I was feeling a bit lonely because he stepped out and let me get on with it. And I uh, went to the entrepreneurs forum I used and I went to a dinner that they hosted, a small dinner that they hosted. And I went after that dinner, I went and met everybody who was at that table and I got a mentor out of that. Uh, it, it changed my whole way of thinking. It, 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 it just allowed me to step on and it gave me access to, and, and the reason I'm probably sitting here on this podcast is because I did that. Um, and it's amazing. I look back at some of the decisions I made, the, the key decision I made was just go meet people. That's the easiest way because, you know, and, and I would say to anyone, you know, if, if somebody drops me a line on LinkedIn or whatever it is, I'll try and answer that or point them in the right direction. And there's lots of, in the Northeast, you know, we are really very fortunate. There's a lot of good people who are happy to do that, you know. And I, that want to help. Yeah, and I'd include Jess as one of those. And I think, you know, whilst there's all these disparate entities, getting a hold of a close network of people is probably step one. Um, and then go, because every, the Northeast being so so small as well, which is good and bad and in, in, in um, it, it just is there's, there's usually nobody you can't access and and social media has given us the platform to be able to do that and I think you know um actually I mean when I went to set up my business seven years ago it was Toby that I went to to, to speak to through the entrepreneurs forum to say what do you think I should do um you know and, and 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 obviously that's how our journey began but I think there are organizations that you know like the entrepreneurs forum that provide that support function because it, it is pretty lonely running your own business it's pretty hard because you have to as a startup when there's just you you know and I speak from from experience twice you have to do everything and we can't know everything we can't be an HR function and a finance function to sell and a marketing function you know we each specialize in our own thing and I think one thing that I wish I'd done differently is I wish I'd outsourced more from an earlier stage I wish I'd asked for help more I think we presume that we should know everything but we can't you know and I think the benefit is absolutely get a mentor you know and and, and I'm from I'm from Yorkshire originally and I, we have a phrase which is shy burns getting out and I fundamentally believe that if you ask for people for help if you ask to have half an hour of their time to pick their brains or just to have that coffee they will help you you know and LinkedIn's a great opportunity to do that you can see who you connected with um, or you can use one of the networks one of the organizations you know but I think in the northeast fundamentally we want to support we want to help each other um, and I think you know you, you've got you've got to take the time to really understand what your skill set is what you're good at what you're not good at and what you can bring people in that are better than you to support you what you can outsource and the more you can do that and the quicker that you can understand your skill set and what you can and can't do I think the the, the, the better that you yeah. can be don't 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 be scared to ask the stupid question is what I always say because if people aren't prepared to take that at face value then they're not the people you should be talking to uh and, and, and invariably, you know, I, I constantly asking stupid questions for my life, doing it. but that's what moves you forward and moves you on and, and, and broadens, your, broadens your horizons, you know. I, I like to play, I, it's like I just sat through a whole session around technology and whilst we have a technology company in our side, our group, I know nothing about technology. Uh, but I know more than I did last year because I just keep asking the questions. Yeah, you know, I think you've, you, you've got to be inquisitive, haven't you? I think that's one of the really fundamental characteristics. Got to be curious. You've got to be curious and you've got to be inquisitive. You know, they're fundamental things. And and, and it is. And actually, you know, we, we, we you know, we 
it's something that we try and instill and I think it's really really important and it's it's a characteristic that I really look for when I'm hiring people because I believe that you can train you can train anybody to do anything to a certain extent you can't change the characteristics necessarily in the attitude that they have so I want inquisitive people I want curious people because that's what drives that's what drives people forward that's what engages people and that's the type of people that I want in in, in my business and I think Toby's pretty similar in that so yeah Sometimes we ask why a little bit too much, though. <laughs> Fantastic. So I've got one final question for you. Um, if I could grant you an interview with one influential figure, who would it be and why? Well, I already know Jess, so why would I want anybody else? <laughs> so cliche, wait till you get home. Um, teasing the dog. Um, sorry, you didn't pre-warn us of this question. Actually, I was pre-warned, and do you know what? I was not! <laughs> I I I I I don't know. I, I don't think there is one person. What I've always, what I love about being in business, and I guess particularly business in the northeast, but, but probably anywhere, is the fact that I can walk into a room and there's always going to be somebody interesting to talk to. Like I came to a meeting this morning and I wasn't sure what I was going to get out of it, but I actually got a lot out of it because it's just about connecting. You know, re reading books by Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or whatever, or Richard Branson, it's all, it's, that's all great, and you learn from that. Um, to me, it's just the ability to walk in the room and because and, it doesn't have to be somebody famous or it just anyone can influence the direction. I, I said, the meeting I've had this morning, I think it's going to influence my direction of travel, and who knew? So I, that, for me, is it. I, I wouldn't want to be meeting one person. I think it's about not being scared, having a great network and not being scared to talk to them and, and just ask the questions. One of the things I just I love about running... Did I get out of that? Did I get out of that without not having to name somebody? You didn't. <laughs> not really. It was a bit of a cop-out, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow on the same lines. You know, one of the things that I love about running my own business is the opportunity to be able to engage in such a vast array of conversations and being inquisitive allows you to do that, being part of a variety of networks and working across a variety of sectors is being able to meet such a diverse range of people. Um, you know, and that's, again, one of the reasons that I think, you know, I speak on behalf of Toby and I hear is that we get involved in lots of different things because actually that diversity of thought is so important, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, therefore to say one person is, is, would be remiss of me. You know, I, again, I read a lot of books. I'm really fascinated by the way that people do things and how you can constantly evolve and learn, you know, but, but in essence, I think surrounding yourself with people that have a similar mindset to you, that will support you and interesting people from a diverse range and having an open mindset in terms of, you know, listening to things. And, you know, again, obviously, you know, Toby and I originally met at the Entrepreneurs Forum and, and going to conferences and, and, and that you might see the speaker lineup and think, actually, that's not related, not related to my business or there's totally different sectors. That's when you should go, because actually they're the types of conversations. And it was one of those sessions that, you know, started me off on this B Corp journey. And, you know, you learn so much, um, you know, from these and, you know, Toby and I've got a shared vision in terms of what we want to do um, with our with our personal lives, I suppose, moving forward um, and where we want to go. And that was kind of because we read something and then we explored it and, you know, we listened to things and you kind of get immersed in these things. And before you know it, you're kind of on this journey. Um, so I think, you know, I just believe surrounding yourself with amazing people and amazing opportunities will 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 broaden your horizons and, and open your mind. We really skirted that question, didn't we, Sarah? We didn't answer that at all. <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> Thanks very much. 
It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both today and I've learned a huge amount. So thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you to my guests, Jessica Williams and Toby Bridges. If you enjoyed this episode, why not check out previous podcasts with John McCabe from the Northeast Chamber of Commerce and Ollie Barrett and Caroline Theobald, who talked to us about networking. If you want to find out more about how Northumbria University can work with your business and details about the new Help to Grow Management programme, please go to northumbria.ac.uk forward slash help to grow. Music